0: Cool, huh? Um, Just a a couple of things uh, before we get into it. So uh, for those that are new to the family or our uh, guests here, uh, our AGM, which is coming up so that everyone knows, what, what is our annual general meeting all about? The beauty about an annual general meeting within a church is it's not corporate. It's all about celebrating the year that's passed. And so I encourage you, whether you're a partner, because I don't like the word member of the church, because uh, we have partnerships within the church. It means people sign on board like they do a football club to say, hey, we want to support this place. This is our home. Yeah. So we encourage you to come along, because the beginning of our AGM is celebrating our leaders. The beginning of our AGM is celebrating every department, every person that has actually sacrificed over the last 12 months To bring to you, to the best of our ability, what we call church on a Sunday. And we know it's far, far greater than a couple of hours on a Sunday. But that's what our AGM is about. It's about coming to celebrate. Coming to lift up. Coming to acknowledge. Coming to give God glory that we've got through 12 months of worshipping him. 12 months of seeing Some people baptised, others growing in their faith, others coming to faith. That's what our AGM's about. So if you've never been to one, can I encourage you to come along and celebrate with us. If you're not a member slash a partner of our church and you'd like to be, um, because when we talk about voting, our AGM, this vote is really simple. I think we've got one or two people that are up for a re-election in their roles upon our board. So one of those people is Rob. I don't know if Rob's here somewhere. Stand up, Rob. Rob's there. Rob's been uh, on our board and off our board and on our board like forever. He's one of the elders, key elders in our church. So we've we've actually got, and this will confuse you that are new to the faith, we've got elders that are relational and elders that are also relational and functional because he sits on the board and does some of the functional stuff. All of that to say it's just his time to be re-elected. So voting means you come along you get a piece of paper and you say, yes, I like him, no, I don't. Yeah? (laughs) That's pretty much where it's at, yeah? And the beauty of us having built family over the years, yeah. generally it's always we want to support the people that are, are going to put their hand up. So that's just the way it's been working here over the years. So that's what that's about. If you're not a partner with the church, you'd like to be a partner of the church, one day we could be looking to spend millions of dollars to build some something. Who knows what will happen in the future. Might be to go up, might be to go sideways, might be, go, might be to go out that way we all as a family come together and we work on it together. Yeah? Is that all right? Cool. I just thought it was important to uh, get that one out there. Now, all right, let's pray. It's probably a good thing. Um, before I pray, I want to read this. I'll put this in the Logos uh, on the front page and because I'm going to continue today on hearing the voice of God. That's why I've got my trusty bell. For those who've not... Uh, been introduced to the bell before that's i'm going to ask people to share testimony of their experiences everyone has a testimony everyone you all do believe me you do even the shy ones of you do as well the reason we have a bell is when you come up to share how you've been blessed and you're blessing others when you go too long i go like this and that means okay that's enough give somebody else a chance you've had your moment in glory yeah So I don't do it to offend you, but to ensure that everyone has the opportunity to be blessed. Is that all right? So it's with the right heart, and it's lots of fun too. Anyway, let's read this, then we're going to pray, and then we'll get into it. Cool? So we serve a speaking God who talks to his people throughout the Bible. We are sons and daughters of a loving father who wants relationship with his children. We are the bride of Christ, and husbands and wives talk to each other. We aren't employed as slaves or servants, but welcomed as friends, and friends talk to each other. We are the sheep of our great shepherd, and sheep know their master's voice. We are a body in which people prophesy, speak words of wisdom and knowledge, and we use our spiritual gifts to edify, edify, edify each other. We may get ourselves into a mess and silliness. You could put the word stupidity in there if you like sometimes, but as Christians, we are those who hear the voice of God. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. So Father, we just pray that um, as I speak today, Lord, that they would be your words. I pray, God, that Lord, there would just be some great revelation that comes out to take us to a, just another depth of relationship and love and appreciation of you. We thank you so much for all that you've given and sacrificed so that we can step into the holy of holies, Lord, into that heavenly place, that we can come into your presence. Lord, we say thank you for that. And I pray, God, that from moment to moment, day to day, week to week, Lord, as we spend time with each other, as we spend time in your word with you, Lord, I continue to pray and believe that and ask that you would grow us, that we would become with ever-increasing glory more and more in the image of your son Jesus. So we thank you for moments like this moment and we give you all the glory and all the honour and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Cool. Right. I'm gonna, let's, let's see if we can have a quick rundown from last week. Is that alright? For those that were here, if you weren't here or you haven't listened, apologies, but you can get it um, on our website and listen to the podcast that's, that's up there. Uh, just to, to catch up because I think this is the third week we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. So last week we were talking about that we are sons and daughters of a living God, sons and daughters. So John 1.12, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And and as God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people yeah could you imagine someone living inside you and never speaking to that person or hearing them that'd be really weird be a weird kind of movie wouldn't it you ever watched a movie where there's something inside a body they're normally communicating in some way yeah i'm just going to you know i know it's a freaky picture but if god's living in you there's some communication happening yeah 2 Corinthians 6.18, And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So he lives in us and he walks amongst us. And he's brought us back into sonship so that he can talk with us and so we can hear him. That's the whole idea. So we can hear him. Last week being Easter, we said the resurrection makes that all possible. And I think unfortunately for some of us as Christians over the years, we get to a place where we, we just don't think that we hear him as well as we could or should. And you hear that from others, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just I don't hear him like you hear him. Well, listen, there's some, there's some truth to that because we hear him differently. Yeah. The reality is we all hear him, yeah. but we just don't always pick up on his voice. Yeah. And thus us going through and trying to learn some stuff so that we can be better at that. Yeah. So last week we touched on how, how, you know, how God speaks. And we looked at the audible voice, the outside audible voice, the inner audible voice, the whisper. The spontaneous thought, you know, feelings, impressions, and I'm just running through them. Um, So, again, you can listen to it on the podcast. A knowing, just when you know stuff. He speaks to us through scripture. You know, when you read the word and it just jumps off the page and you know he's speaking directly at you. You know, or you're reading a passage of scripture and you've read it multiple times over years and years, and this one day it just jumps off the page and you think to yourself, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Because you know, he's speaking to you through the word, yeah? S- through signs and wonders and colors and numbers. And it was really, Stephen, it's really interesting that you shared that example because I've written it here, um, uh, Gary Morgan, example of his first visit. I was going to share that when he had the, th- the birth dates. And then he had three because he finishes praying. And Mel and I are sitting at the front saying, oh, that's Faith's birthday. Over lunch, we'll tell him that there was another. We'll tell him, you know. And he comes back here and he puts his hand here and he stops and turns around. He goes, is there another? I really felt like God said there was three. And I whispered in Mel's ear. I said, get off the grass. Who told him? Like... You know, I don't know why God works like that, but what I do know, particularly through signs and wonders, when you realize how much God knows you, how well He knows you, it opens your heart to then receive the Word of God from Him. Yeah, Think about it. All of a sudden, just out of the blue, you've never met someone and He just, you know, He says, what's this? Oh, actually, it's actually my anniversary or whatever it might be. You're already thinking, how did He know that? But God's just... Like he's in there with a chisel, you know, a, a crowbar, and he's just opened your heart up a little bit just so that he can deliver a word. That's how good God is. That's what signs and wonders are for. You know, he speaks to us in pictures, and I, I, I love that because he speaks to us in dreams and visions, pictures in our mind, in our imagination. You know, I, I often get pictures from movies, that's just the way it works. I love watching movies, it's my downtime. I love superhero type movies, all of that. Even like awesome killing movies like Rambo. God speaks to me in stuff like that. Like he does, because he speaks to speaks to us in a language that we understand. That's how he works, yeah? He uses what's natural to us. So if you're a Mary Poppins type movie watcher, then he's gonna speak to you in that. I don't know how. On this side of Blue Earth, he could possibly speak to you through that, but I can understand how he can through Avengers, but through Memory Pop, I don't know. But hey, he speaks to you the way that you're going to understand, yeah? yeah. So let's just jump into a couple of others I didn't get a chance to finish last week. So the first of those was other people. God can speak to you through other people. God speaks to us through other people. When Mel and I first, you know, in coming to Mount Clear, we were invited to consider a role as associate pastors here. And Mel had a really interesting reaction. That unless she heard the audible voice of God, she wasn't going to come. You know, like flat out. She goes, oh, you're as if." You know, like it was really quite funny. So you just you remember that next time, okay? For her, you remember. That. Anyway, so she, in her prayer time, God speaks to her in an audible voice, an inner audible voice, very clearly that it was the right thing to do. But for me, my journey wasn't like that. I had a whole list of things, you know, eight years ago, why there was no way I was going to come to Mount Clear. The reasons that I wouldn't come. I had a list of them. Everything that was wrong with the church, you know, why I wouldn't step... Yeah, there was heaps, Mel, don't you remember? I had heaps. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Little did I know the issues were me, yeah, but the way that I process is I process in the council of many and so I spoke to people outside of the church I was in, outside of this church. I spoke to people that I trusted, people that were journeying through similar things, had been to Bible college with me, things like that. And as I spoke to them and shared with them the reasons I wouldn't come, it became more and more clear as they spoke to me, they were the reasons I should come. And so my answer came in the council of many. So God speaks to you in the council of many, Yeah. He speaks to you. I don't know whether Sandra would have the courage to say anything and now putting her on the spot, she's thinking, if I had a rock, I would throw it at you. But God, God can speak to you through nature. You know, Who's ever just walked and you're walking by a creek, the lake, in the bush here in Mount Clear, and you're just, you're just walking and God, you see something and just bang. He speaks to you, yeah? like the, Every day? Have you, can you give me one example if I get a microphone? Good. <laughs> this is interactive, Church, because you've got to see that I'm not the only one that hears and doesn't hear from God.
1: Um, I just see God in creation all the time and it's the birds and the trees and the flowers and the sky. Yeah. And every morning I drive down Victoria Street on my way to work and they have just different arrangements of flowers all year round. Yeah. So I'm always stunned by just what the gardeners do and, like, it can just be something as simple as pink and white flowers together and I'm just amazed again and again and again.
0: Roscoe, I'm now sharing our more intimate moments of friendship. There was once that we were talking, and you may not recall, but you were sharing how you were out somewhere. I don't know if it was a ride, but you saw a particular... It was a, a flower and arrangement, but it just it spoke to you the, the intricate beauty of God's work. While you're thinking about it, I'll share your testimony. Is that right? <laughs> so <laughs> we were just chatting once, and I don't have no idea where he was, but but Ross shared in in, in a fashion, and for those of you that don't know Ross, can I encourage you? You know, we're all different, yeah? We are all different. Some of us barrack for the Western Bulldogs. Some of us don't like football and we pray for you. But we're we're all different. yeah. And Ross has a particular way of articulating a language that he uses when it comes to grabbing hold of the Father's heart. And there was one day he was just sharing. like You were just sharing about something that you saw and it was this intricate beauty of God, the detail. And you just started to unpack. God's heart for us in what you saw in nature. I remember that because it's just stayed with me. We often have those conversations and you share something that you just could be a fleeting thought, but I grab hold of those things, you know. God speaks to us in nature. Sandra, did you want to share it? No, she's not. I'm not going to put her on the spot. But Sandra shared with me many times how she's been out walking and during that walk, God's spoken with her and she sat down and she's written things and painted things. He speaks to us that way. Oh, here's one. I don't, I don't know who is going to be able to share on this one, but I'll share it anyway. Art. God can speak to us <laughs> through through art, through paintings, yeah? Through poetry, through song and dance. Have you got have you got something that you can share? How God speaks through art? Look, I would never have thought you would have had oh, yeah. anything to share. Okay. So the last time I went to Hillview, and, and this is why I have the bell.
1: <laughs> I knew I knew it had my name all over it. Um, so the, I did two paintings. I went the first night. No, so Mia and Elliot Bonzo were from Byron Bay, and they came down to host worship, and it was specifically going after the supernatural and worship presence of God. I did this painting of a little girl, um, sort of little little, uh, sort of a toddler coming out with this uh, hands like this. Um, and, and it was like the wonder, and that's what God told me before I went that this is what it was called. So we roll in on the Friday night and I paint this painting and she comes and stares at me like this. And the next morning she comes, Saturday morning, because it's conference, she brings this little girl, Grace, I want you to meet my daughter. This is the daughter that's on the painting. The little girl's name was Taya Grace. Taya means, wait for it, come on, rock and roll, what do you reckon?
0: Wanda. Wonder.
1: wonder Grace. So Come she preached about that that night. I mean, that was like whoa. So then I did a paint another painting um, of this little girl that was in with a crown, and in pri- in worship on the Sunday morning after the service, like we went into worship again at the end of it. And the painting was over on my left, and over here was the drums and with the glass, and the pastor came. Come and have a look at this. Come and have a look at this. So I came over here. My little girl over here was an older woman. It, the reflection just there was something morphed in the in the re, yeah. <laughs> and what Mia said, it was because what's happening there is across all of the ages.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I actually I actually have photos of that particular painting and the photos of the reflection, and the photos of the reflection look like a, just a mature woman. It, it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal you look no it's a child oh no it's an old woman just in the reflection amazing absolutely amazing god can speak to you who's ever who, who in our church and, and and has anyone received you know like a um, not just a prophetic word but a painting um in the mail here as an encouragement yeah and the, how I, for those that have put up your hand if you got them and wondered i well, wonder what that is and as you've looked at it and read whatever notes with it thought wow that's just on the money yeah? God speaks to you like that because he knows your heart. That's what he does. Yeah? God just speaks and speaks and speaks. The reality is he speaks to us in a number of different ways. Yeah. You know? And I, I love the story. I won't read it. It's just too long. But in Numbers 22 where, where you, you, you've got the angel of the Lord yeah, who's, who, who decides he's, he's going to stop the, the prophet. And the prophet is on a donkey. And the donkey can see the angel. Yeah, and the donkey keeps moving away from the angel, so the angel then comes in front of the prophet again, and the donkey moves again, and so the prophet then goes off his nut on you know at his donkey. Like I guess we would go, we'd get angry at our cars. I don't know. And the donkey speaks to him. It's like Mister Ed. <laughs> yeah, the, the the donkey flat out speaks to him, and and, and it says in verse twenty eight of Numbers twenty two, it says. What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? And and Balaam answered the donkey, You made me a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you right now. And the donkey again goes, Am I not your donkey, which you've always ridden to this day? Have I been in a habit of doing this to you? Like he speaks. Like at this point, I I would have dismounted the donkey, I'd turn this way, and I'd be running like this. The beauty of the word of God is it shows us that God can do what we can't even imagine. Yeah? Doesn't he say that if we don't share of his love and goodness, even the rocks will cry out? yeah? So why, why is it, if he can speak through a donkey, why do we fight it when he speaks in our hearts? Why do we fight, fight it and, and question it when he speaks through the word or through others or in signs and wonders? You know, I mentioned last week that we all hear from him differently. The reality is we can all hear him in all of those ways. We can, yeah? Yeah. So this is what I want us to do. Let's pray for a minute. Is that okay? We're going to pray that we're going to learn to hear all the ways that God can speak to us. So if you're someone that looks at a painting and and God says nothing, we're going to pray that 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 side of you opens up. If you're a person that reads the word, but it's always flat, let's pray and believe that the word's going to jump off the page. If you're a person that often asks God a question and you feel like you don't get the answer, we're going to pray that you hear his voice, yeah? And in that, as we learn to hear him one way, he'll then teach us the next way. As we learn that way, then he'll teach us the next way. And we become more and more sensitive to his voice. So Father, in this space right now, Lord, you know where each and every one of us is at. You know how long we've walked with you and talked with you. Father, you know how we hear you and how we hear you the best. Lord, you also know the moments that we struggle to hear your voice. So, Father, in this place, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would touch each and every one of us, that you would open the ears of our heart, that you would open our eyes to see, that we would be more in tune and more sensitive. So, Father, when we're speaking about you, we can share stories and testimonies and revelation that we've received from you because we've heard your voice. So, Father, we pray again like we did a few weeks ago that you'd remove all doubt. Father, all doubt, Lord, all unbelief. Lord, so that we can position ourselves to hear your voice and hear it greater than ever ever before. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. So let's just keep laying this foundation because when you start to hear the voice of God, the reality is within our heads there's a bit of a screaming match that can happen, yeah? So I just need to paint the picture because if you know if you know how God speaks, then you understand the type of way that he speaks. You know that he's loving and caring and uplifting and encouraging and you know the different ways that he can speak and that you can hear him, yeah? Now, when the time comes and we position ourselves, we can start to, if we can learn this, we can work through the mark so we can grab hold of his voice. Is that all right? So that's... That's where I'm hoping we're going to go. So who's ever felt like they've had a screaming match in their head with different voices? Like seriously, you know? You've had a thought, then there was another thought, then there was another thought, then there was another thought, and then there was another thought. And then it's like, okay, love, I'm just going to go lay down in bed for a little bit. You know, anyone ever done that? Yeah, it's probably me often. Now this just doesn't happen to, let me just say, that just doesn't happen, voices in your head. It doesn't just happen to people with issues or problems happens to all of us right we all have this stuff that happens all of us yeah and sometimes it's really hard to know the voice of God because we can come away conflicted to what to do because what voice do I actually listen to and generally speaking this is what happens generally it falls into these three areas generally speaking all right so first you've got God's voice and we've touched on it over the last couple of weeks God's voice, God always speaks in truth and with truth. That's okay? Good, I'm glad because if you said no, then we would have issues. And then the fisticuffs would have to come out. So the next voice is Satan's voice. Now, the enemy's voice is always trying to scare you. He's always trying to trick you. He's always trying to lie to you, to confuse you, to blame you. That's his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Then on top of that, you've got our voice. You, your own voice. And your own voice often expresses your own desires, Okay, your comforts, your needs. And, and it should be easy to tell this one apart from, from God's and apart from the enemies because it's all I want, I wish, me, 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 I, I, I. Yeah, That's how your voice w- works, flat out. Now, it takes practice to know which is which. Now, it's easy to know the enemy's voice. But it's harder to know God's voice versus our voice. Yeah? Yet the more time we spend with him, the more time we get to know him, the easier it is to know his voice. And when you think about it for a moment, friendships are like that. The more time you spend with a friend, the more you get to know them. You know the language that they use. Yeah? You know what, what fills their heart. You know how they're going to speak. Yeah? You, you learn a little bit more about them all the time. It didn't start like that, but as you got to know them, now you do know them like that. And that's what it's like with God. The more time we spend with him, the clearer and easier it is to hear his voice. Okay, Now, this is going to be a general example. Okay, Some of you are going to go away thinking, oh my goodness, it happens to him too. So you're sitting at work or at school somewhere. You could be at a cafe, right? And all of a sudden, you have this thought that pops into your head and says, hey, that person over there looks like they could use some encouragement. And then, all of a sudden, the thought changes and your next thought is, well, what if they don't want to talk to me? What if they don't want the encouragement? What if they don't like me? Actually, I don't think they like me. And then, there's an, as quick as that, there's other thoughts. And the next thought comes and says, who are you to encourage anyway? You had an argument with your wife this morning. You kicked the dog. You yelled at the kids. You burnt the toast. Anyone ever been there? Or is it just my sick world? You know, like, seriously. You know, like, I'm going to encourage that person. You're going over and you think, oh man, they're looking really upset and angry. I don't think they're going to accept my own car. I, I don't know if I'm going to go, oh no, I don't think I will. You know, well, you shouldn't anyway, you know. Like, did you see how you reacted this morning? You were trying to brush your teeth and your son came in to brush his teeth and you said, no, the bathroom's mine. Get out until I'm finished. And then he goes away crying because he didn't have a chance to brush his teeth and you were there and you still had to show. Anyone else do that at home with one bathroom? No, Okay, this is just me living out my world on stage, isn't it? Okay, cool. It's just... In amongst all of that, you've got these voices, the Spirit of God within you, yeah. because God always asks you to step out of the boat, always asks you to step out of the boat. I shared last night um, uh, with with a sister, and even this morning with a brother, that God always asks you to step out of the boat to do something that you wouldn't normally do that's a bit frightening. And the beauty of that is that you're only ever going to sink if you step out of the boat. And they're like, well, that's not very encouraging. Well, you're only ever going to experience God's hand picking you up when you're sinking if you've stepped out of the boat, yeah? Yeah, so we've got to step out of the boat. So when it comes to the voice of God, when he says to do something, the enemy automatically says, you're going to sink. It's not going to work. They're not going to receive it. Who are you to do it, yeah? And then you want to protect yourself. It's like, yeah, they probably don't like me anyway, you know? Like, I don't know if I want to do it. The enemy is always working to keep you in the boat. We have to learn that when God speaks, it's always his voice first. He is normally, I'm going to to say, always the first thought. The first thing that pops into your mind, the thing that you're ready to dismiss and put aside and then entertain everything else. I believe that he is the first voice. And the first voice that tells us to go and encourage that other person is God's voice. How do we know? Because in the Bible, God tells us to be encouraging, tells us to love one another, you know, tells us to edify, tells us to do those things. Of course, it's God. The enemy's not going to tell you to be loving. Hello? Yeah, you should love your wife. Come on, Satan, get away. What a ridiculous idea that is. Satan's not going to speak like that, is he? You don't like to love your wife, he's going to be negative. God's going to tell you to do the loving, yeah? So God tells us that. It's definitely the voice of God. But the second thought, the second thought is our voice. What if they don't want to talk to me? What about me? It isn't fair. I want to protect my heart and I've got no hair. Anyway, um, you know, it's our voice. We're self-focused. We're worried about ourselves, not the other person. So that voice is from us trying to protect us from getting hurt, Yeah? But the third voice, the third voice is the one that we need to pick up on as well. It's the enemy's voice. Why would God use you? I mean, why? You were speeding this morning. You gave the guy the royal salute when you overtook him. No one's ever done that, have they? I oh, know, I know. Nor have I. You were rude to your parents, to your spouse. That's not God. God doesn't do that, God's words are, are, are loving. If he was going to talk to me about the way I dealt with Mel, it wouldn't be to make me feel guilty. It would be to teach me how to be a better husband. Yeah, His voice is always different. It's yeah. always different. The only way for us to learn to differentiate these three voices, practice makes perfect, yeah? yeah. yeah. Is when you feel like you hear the voice of God is to step out. It's yeah. so when you start to hear the other voice. I love the way Stephen Furtick puts it. He says, we are told in the Word to take captive every thought. So you wake up in the morning, you want to do something, and you just feel like crud, you know? Anyone ever felt like that when they've woken up? You know, they're not good mornings. It could be at the end of the day, whatever it might be. And you start entertaining this thought. I want to apply for this job. I probably won't get it because I'm not good enough. You know, and you start to to struggle with your own sense of value, yeah? Stephen Furtick would say, you take captive that thought. Take it captive. It's obviously not God. It's not encouraging. It's not uplifting. It's not strengthening. So it's not him. doesn't sound like me because it's not protecting me. It's actually making me feel terrible. So it must be the enemy. So I take captive that thought. Being captive, it's my prisoner. And being a prisoner, I can interrogate the sucker. What the heck are you doing in my head? Get out. See ya. Farewell. Don't come back. Don't come back. And then what happens the next day? It's there again, yeah? Take captive that thought. It's your prisoner. Interrogate it. I told you not to come back. Drop it on the floor. Stomp on its head. Watch all of its insides spill out, yeah? It's now dead. We've kicked it to the curb because it was never God. It was the enemy. Yet we sit there, so many of us, through Christendom and we sit and we throw pity parties and we wonder why we can't hear the voice of God, it's because we're listening to the voice of the enemy. Yeah? Hello? Yeah. Now this is really important. In listening to God, if you hear something that makes you feel confused, afraid or ashamed, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to have to listen. It's not. Confused, afraid, ashamed—it's not God. It's not. When you woke up that day, when you went to work, when that person said that, you had that—that thought. That's not God. It is not God. You take that thought and you deal with it to the best of your ability. You do a Rambo on it, do a Mary Poppins on it. You do whatever you have to do to take it captive and throw it out. God is love. Absolutely love, yeah. absolutely love, yeah. full stop. Even when Father has to correct us, it's uplifting, yeah. it's encouraging. Yeah. There's hope yeah. in His words, yeah. Because yeah. everything He says is filled with who He is. Yeah. God is love, yeah. There can't it can't be anything different, yeah? yeah. So it's important that we know it that we know the different voices, so that we don't that we don't. You, and it's important that we know our voice. You know, We don't want to make a mistake. Because I reckon sometimes we confuse our voice with God's voice. You know, I felt like God tell me, brother, that you should give me your Santa Fe. I thought about it. I, 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 thought, I, I thought about it. And I've realized that God's a good, good father. And he wants to give me good things. So God wants you to give me your car. Now... I've almost, almost made it sound plausible because God's a good, good father. But the reality is yeah, that, was, that was my voice. And it's a really bad example to say sometimes we can confuse our voice and God's voice with the things that we want yeah. and the things that we desire. Yeah, yeah. So we need to be able to, to stop and to weigh up. Sometimes go and speak to someone else. Go into the council of many. Yeah. Work it out. They can say, hey, Banana. God's not going to give you Ross's Santa Fe. He may have something for you, but it, it, unless God speaks to him, he's not going to tell you to tell him to give it to you like that. That's generally not the way it works, yeah? Stop being selfish. We need to know the different voices. Is that all right? Yeah. Is anyone, when you think about it, how often, if, if, if you were, if you were gonna, you know, put a, I don't know, percentage on it, it's just for yourself. I don't want you to cry to yell it out. But how often do you think in those moments between God's voice, the enemy's voice, and your voice, how often do you think you get confused and miss God's voice? How often do you go through a day and think, man, I was asking God this thing, but I haven't heard him. But he's, I guarantee you he's spoken. We've just missed it. Yeah, And I think that's a majority of us. you know. And for us as Christians, we've got to stay safe. We have to stay so so safe because we've got to be careful that we don't put ourselves in positions that are going to confuse God's voice in our life and what do I mean by that so there's some things that we can do to keep ourselves safe while we're learning to hear God's voice right now here we go if we hear something that contradicts the Bible or the nature of God what do we do reject it throw it out kill it crush it destroy it Like I said before, go Rambo on it. If it contradicts the Bible, throw it out. If someone gives you a word, a prophetic word, that's not uplifting, encouraging, or strengthening, or it goes against the Bible, say, you know what? No deal. Yeah? Really simple. No deal. I'm not going to pick it up. I'm not going to let it into my heart. I'm not, no, it's not for me. You keep that. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah? Don't listen to it. God. You know, two weeks ago I said, God will never trick us. You know, another thing is talk stuff through, you know, with someone you trust, a mentor, a pastor, a friend, in the counsel of many. If you feel like you've heard God's voice but you're unsure, then speak it out with others, yeah? If you're, if you're questioning what you're hearing, talk to the people that you trust because Papa will speak to you through them. That's why it says in Proverbs 15 22 Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. It's the scripture that's saying, hey, when you're confused or there's doubt, speak to others because God will use them. Yeah? God will use them. And think about the scripture in Corinthians that says, now we only know in part, but later, yeah, later we're going to know in fullness. Can I break it down? It means I know in part. You know, in part, you see in part the things of God. Yeah, even when He's speaking to you. That's why in prayer meetings, when you've got two or three or four people that are sharing what their part, what they're seeing, you see the tapestry of God coming together and a fuller picture. Because it's the body together. Yeah, I, I'm hoping this is making some sense for some of you. You know, if you're unsure about something you're hearing, wait and ask God to bring you understanding and confirmation. You know, th- this isn't. This is an example to say this is what you do every time. But in Judges 6, God tells Gideon to to face the Midianites that are about to invade. And Gideon hears God but says, God, if it's really you, you give me a sign. You know, (laughs) could you imagine? If it's really you, I I just want to put it out there. I wonder how many times we've heard God and thought, God, if it's really you, can you just confirm this? Give me a sign. When you're in that place of that little bit of doubt, ask Him for a sign. Ask Him to bring someone a circumstance. It could be a phrase, something that will bring confirmation and peace to your heart. Yeah? Because God always wants to speak. That's what He does. Yeah? He's a good, good God. He's a good, good Father. And in the same way that I explain things to my kids, when they don't understand, it's not that they generally go, ask, dad, or say, I don't understand. They just have a look on their face. It's like, hmm? Huh? You know, like, what? It, like, anyone had people like that, even adults. They just look at you and you know they're phased out in another world, you know. And so what do you do? You unpack it, yeah? You don't get angry at them because they didn't un- understand it. You unpack it for them so that they can understand. God's the same with us. When we don't understand his word, ask him to unpack it in Jesus' name. Amen? Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask a question. Has anyone ever felt like they've heard from God and said, God, if this is really you, I need a sign. I need something. And then God, good, let's share it. I just, I need, I need proof to show that what I'm teaching is not heresy, you see. <laughs> I'll try and... I'll try and
2: look, I had a time when I was um, driving back from Queensland and I stopped in a little country town. And uh, I was in a cafe... And I was having some lunch, and um, and I really wasn't in any kind of real zone, you know, with God. But I, I was I was very focused on my lunch, and um, <laughs> very and, important, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I was looking at Facebook on the phone, sort of thing. And I just looked up, and immediately um, I, there was a couple sitting outside the glass, and God. I just, these words came to me, they're going to have a child. And I'm like, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> um, and, and it just came so out of the blue, so to speak, I found it really, really hard and I'm like, I, I think I need to do something with this. And I'm kind of, there, were, there came that wrestle straight away between me and the enemy. And what, what on earth are you doing saying this to them? they're strangers you're not you're not exactly in the zone fella you know how can you even carry it you know and i and i kind of got, i didn't i didn't say that i didn't so much say to god give me a sign but what actually happened yeah. was i i i i was troubled over it i balked and and i kind of i i dropped the ball and i got very focused on my cake and coffee <laughs> and, and then suddenly i looked up and they were gone And then my heart ran, right? Suddenly I just knew. It's like God set it up. Um, He's like, boom, 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 boom. You have to. (laughs) I've given this to you so clear. So I ran out the shop and I couldn't see them so I drove up. No, I ran up the street because I was in a truck. I didn't drive And I ran up the street and I found them. And by this time they'd hooked up with family and, and suddenly I've got a big crowd I've got to deliver <laughs> this word to. And here's stranger danger. The girl's old man steps up to me like, who the hell are you? And, and i said, no, I've, got to, I've just got to tell them something. And I started to say it and he, he got really fierce with me. And then the, then the, her, the, the guy just goes, no, no, Dad, let him let say it. Because they were starting to cry, yeah. you know. And they'd just lost a baby. And this was a word to encourage them for the future. I don't know whether they what happened after that. I just <laughs> delivered it. But God set it up Good. like that and it went through.
0: Awesome. Anyone else?
2: Right. Oh,
0: husband and wife, tag team duo.
1: I was in a prayer ministry situation once. I was what's called the intercessor and there are two other people that minister to the individual. And my role was just simply to sit and pray and you're not actually meant to speak into the situation... And God gave me one word and I just said, God, the main prayer will ask me specifically if I have anything, if you want me to speak this out. And the prayer ministry actually stalled and eventually and the guy turned to me and he said, do you have anything? I said the one word and the poor lady just fell apart because it really unlocked it. Come on,
0: good. God does that. When there's that sense of doubt... that uncertainty, you can just sit there with him and ask for something that's going to make it obvious. And he does, yeah? Amen for that. You know, another thing in relation to hearing his voice, be humble, be willing to take responsibility for your mistakes. You know, I said before that we only see and know in part. We don't always see the whole picture. So sometimes we can make mistakes with what we're hearing. Don't make that an excuse to stop listening, yeah? Sometimes we can make mistakes with what we're hearing, they make that an excuse to stop listening all right and a really good thing to do when you when you're listening and trying to hear the voice of god is to write down write down a date you know and write down what you're hearing so you can go back to it you know cuz I often, I I say to Mel, I feel like God's saying this. She goes, that's really good. You should write it down. I go, I don't need to write it down. This is so good. I will never forget this. This is going to be with me. This revelation is going to be with me for the rest of my life. Ten minutes later, I go back to Mel. Mel, remember what I was sharing? Do you remember what that was? She goes, you didn't write it down. I go, no. She goes, I don't know. But it was so good. How can you not remember? How can I not remember? You know, hearing God is all about faith. So here's the secret. If you don't believe that you're going to hear from God, you probably won't. Yeah? You just probably won't. We look at the people like Sossel and we hear stories of Gary Morgan. You know, wait till he... you got to hear some of the stories where he's sitting in a car with a pastor from the US and the pastor's driving the car and Gary grabs his phone and, and he's just on the guy's phone. And the guy goes, oh, oh, the phone's unlocked. Gary goes, yeah, that's right. He goes, well, I didn't give you the code. Gary goes, no, you didn't. Like seriously, <laughs> just stuff like that, you know. Um, God can speak because he expects him to, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Not an expectation that we're holding it over God. He just expects a father to speak to his son. And we as children of God need to yeah. expect him to speak to us. Yeah. And the more that we can learn how he speaks to us, the better we'll get at actually hearing him, yeah? yeah? So the problem for most of us, I reckon, That we come to God and we say, God, speak to me. I'm listening. But then when something pops into our head and it seems silly or ridiculous, we actually think it's us. We actually think that we made it up. Oh, that can't be God. It's too stupid. Oh, really? How do you know? It was your first thought. Why are you fighting it? (laughs) Why are you fighting it? God is trying to speak to us, but we take credit because of our unbelief. We have to have faith to hear God's voice. You know, Keep in mind that when God speaks, when his word comes down, it doesn't fall in, in our laps. It actually lands in our heads, right? So they'll sound a lot like our thoughts, yeah? yeah? yeah. And then it works its way through depending on how we allow it to. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You know, sometimes we expect God's voice to sound like it's out of this world. Melanie, <laughs> the word of the Lord for you is cook dinner for Andrew. I, I just thought I heard God. Then, just <laughs> you know, we expect it to be so different. Yet, you know, yes, it's powerful. Yes, it's alive. Yes, it's rushing. But it sounds like our voice, you know. Unless you get the big audible one on the outside, you know, and then others will hear it and it'll sound like thunder. Yeah. You know, we have to remember the Papa will speak to, to you and I in words and pictures that we understand. And like I said before, if you like movies, he'll speak to you through movies. If you like sports, he'll speak to you in sports language. If you like dance, he'll speak to you in that. Whatever is natural to you is how he will speak to you. Stop trying to box him because you hear him different. Yeah. Stop trying to make the way that you hear God the way that everybody else hears God. God is bigger than you and he's bigger than me. Yeah. So if you've asked God to speak to you, Here's the thing, you're not allowed to think that you've made it up. So turn to the person next to you and I want you to say this, I'm not allowed to make it up. And now I want you to say to them, I'm not allowed to think that I've made it up. You have to have faith and believe that God's speaking to you even if it sounds crazy and doesn't make sense. So if you hear something that's evil, that's easy. If you hear something that's pulling you down or giving you doubt or making you feel ashamed or afraid, that's easy. You throw that out. But don't automatically assume that what you're hearing, because it's not what you would have thought God was going to say, that it's not him, yeah? yeah? So the secret to seeing, close your eyes. We did this last week. Close your eyes. If, you don't, if you're afraid to close your eyes, it's okay. Ask the person next to you to pray for you and they'll help you. Yeah, you do this every night when you go to bed. It's really natural. It's okay. Just don't do it when you drive. Got your eyes closed? Picture a cow. Now picture a bed. Now picture a giant tomato. Most people see all of those things. See, the place where we see those pictures is our imagination. It's, it, you could call it your image centre... And the image center is like a giant canvas to display pictures in our mind. It's a tool that God gave us when He created us. And He uses that to speak to us. Yeah. That's why it's important to keep stuff clean. That's why it says in Matthew 5:8, God blesses those who, whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Yeah. How do we see Him? In our image center. Yeah. In our image center. We see Him in our imagination. Then there are the few that might see the odd angelic hosts when they're around. That's awesome too. That's a whole other thing. That's why we have to protect what goes in. Because we have to protect our imagination from getting messed up, from seeing bad stuff. You know. I'd go out as far as to say, you know, keep away from horror and too much violence and pornography. Yeah. Because it messes up your image center, it messes up the canvas. And when all that stuff gets in our minds, it's hard to see what God's trying to draw when he speaks to us. Yeah? Who's ever had a bad dream? Who's ever had a bad thought? Oh, I wonder where they came from, yeah? We've let things in. but The good news is we just need to pray to God and he'll send the Holy Spirit to come and clean our minds. Cleans the image, the image center. Cleans the canvas. Ready to go again. So, here, I know some of you have spent hours working. Oh, look at the time. Um, some of you have spent hours, but I want you to put your hands on your head. And I want you to say this Father God, clean my image center, rub out all the rubbish, and make the canvas clean. So you can speak to me in pictures, in dreams. In visions, amen. Amen. All right, cool. So now we're going to finish it up with a quick game because God wants to speak to us. We need to trust that he speaks to us. We need to put away doubt. We need to believe that he can speak in our image center. We need to let go of all unbelief. And so this is what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you a question and I want everyone in the room and in the mother's room and in the foyer and in the toilets and wherever you are listening, right? I want everyone to do this. We're going to sit quietly just for a moment, and we're going to uh, And I'm going to ask a question, and I, I'm waiting, and I'm wanting to see, and I'm wanting you to share what pops into your head, because we have to pay attention to all the different ways that God speaks. And so, pay attention to what you're feeling, sensing, hearing, seeing, hearing all that sort of stuff. And remember the rule: you're not allowed to think that you've made it up. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. So this is the challenge. As soon as it pops into your head, I want you to share it. Is that okay? Don't be shy. You need to learn that you can all hear from God. Don't switch off. If you're switching off right now, then this word is for you. Yeah? Eyes closed. Now, picture you're sitting with Father, however you do that. Yeah? And even if you think it's silly, foolish or stupid, the first thing that pops into your mind, word or picture I want you to share. Is that okay? I want you to ask Father God this question. God, what's your favorite thing about me? God, what's your favorite thing? First thought, not second. Share. Anyone? Tenacity? Heart? Heart? Tenacity? Joy? resilience anyone else got the courage to share first thought you all had a thought you're already dismissing it you understand that depth Depth. yep sorry gentle so you're gentle yep good heart of love every single did you say love blue and and so you sit there with him and you work that one out yeah sometimes you got to flesh it out with him Every one of us in this room has heard something. I'm telling you, hear me. Every one of you heard something, but some of you are shy to share it. Others of you are actually saying, why would he say that? <laughs> well, what, that's, I was with someone the other day, and we did that exact same question, and the first thing they got was smile. And I go, that's awesome. Because why would he say that? Well, because you asked him what he liked about you, what the favorite thing about you is. And he said, smile. What's so hard to understand about that? Close your eyes again. Close your eyes again. Quick, quick, quick. Let's keep playing because then we're going to go and we've had kids and I know all of that and I've gone over time and my wife's given me those loving stares. Ask God this question. God, if you were going to play a game with me together, so if you're going to play a game together with me, what would it be? God, first thought. If you're going to play a game together with me, what would it be? First thought. Hide and seek. Hopscotch. Catch, jump rope, skipping, sorry, what was that down the back, sorry, chess, table tennis, soccer. I'm telling you, when I did that, I I saw myself sitting in front of a television with a Nintendo 64 playing Mario Kart (laughs) because God speaks to you in a language that you understand. You cannot dismiss it and say, oh, that's just my thought. You asked him a question. So when my son asks me a question, he doesn't sit there and have to decipher whether I've told him the truth or not. I've answered him because he's asked me a question. So we need to stop questioning God. Last one, I promise. Close your eyes. You may need to keep them closed for longer. Please don't grab your second thought. Please don't grab your second thought. God, what's your favorite memory of me? God What's your favourite memory of me? Anyone? When you were born? Yeah. Cool. I just saw myself... Uh, in black and white as a as a kid in kinder playing on the swings yeah anyone else you I'm, all of you have had a thought some of you are now trying to work a thought but all of you had something that's popped there but you oh really oh i don't remember that one. Oh, that doesn't make sense why isn't he speaking to me no he is you just have to stop and listen Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Wow. I just had a second one that's making me teary, but anyway. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Last one. My sister and I nearly drowned when we were little. And I stepped off to watch. She was going up. And that's road. his favourite memory of you? No, no. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and That picture wow. there. Come on. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing what pops into your head when you stop to listen to God. Let's pray. My prayer is that you understand that you can all hear God. Yeah. It's not just for the frozen chosen. It's not just for those who sit in the green seats. It's not just for those that have got churches of a hundred thousand. It's for each and every child of God because he's our father, yeah? Don't dismiss the thought. Don't dismiss the picture. Don't believe that it's only you. Recognize the enemy. Recognize if you're being selfish or afraid, yeah? But understand when he you ask him a question, he speaks. And if you're unsure, get into the counsel of many. Write it down. Do something so that he can elaborate. Ask for a sign. Do things because he does speak to you because, full stop, he loves you. Amen? Amen? All right. Father, we thank you for the grace that every parent's given me today seeing that I've gone over time. And God, I just pray, Lord, for the things that we've learned and heard. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to unpack this, that as we sit in our moments with you, as your sons and daughters, as your children, that we would learn to hear you clearer and louder and more defined than ever before. Father, that we would continually be uplifted by your voice in our hearts, that we would be blessed to be a blessing. We thank you for these times together as family. We give you all the glory. And all these people said, Amen. Amen. Enjoy your day listening to the voice of God. Amen.